Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Live Party 101 ESPN and YouTube. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with your final segment. Then BK and Ferrario take over for three hours before the police from the fast lane uh, come on in and make magic. It is our pleasure to welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, the great Jeremy Rutherford. Morning, JR. Crickets, crickets, crickets. What's no, up? There was a, there was a rousing uh, applause there, in particular in the YouTube uh, YouTube chat. That oh, t- was there? Yeah, tiny yeah, pee-pee. Jackson. Jackson must have had it potted down. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, it's an audio issue on our end. Uh, what did you like about the first period against the Canucks? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I had Luke Korak over at my house. We were watching the game, and we had some pizza and beer, so that was about the best. Uh, <laughs> that was a good night. <laughs> I mean, holy crap. That was That was alarming. That was, that was. You know what? Uh, honesty in media and how the sausage is made here, we've had these conversations before in the past, but especially with a late game like in Vancouver, if you're going to write a story, you have to kind of pre-write it a little bit, and especially coming off that win over Calgary, I felt like I could start to construct some sections of a story that say, hey, things look pretty decent uh, in this area, that area. Tim, I had to rewrite the whole thing. No. Like it, it was just, yeah, you can't publish that the next day. Uh, with any of those types of thoughts with the way they played. I mean, that was just above and beyond bad. And that first period especially, uh, as Curbs touched on earlier today, uh, the shot attempts in that first period. Uh, I can't recall, I think Randy said this too, Randy Carricker, I can't recall a swing that drastic from one game to the next. I get it. You can talk about, well, Calgary's a bad team, Vancouver's a better team. I get it, but that was as as drastic as I've ever seen. I mean, that was startling. It kind of looked like if they put together a group of, you know, know, I don't know, like a junior amateurs who got a chance to play against an NHL team or something like that. It was just so stunning. And and then in addition to that, you go – with what took place in the very same week. You had two, I don't want to call them A-plus games, but damn good performances against the Penguins and against the Flames. But then also in between there, you had the game against Winnipeg, which most likely played a role in what's gone on here over the last two with the healthy, healthy scratch with uh, Jacob Vrana, that, that the, 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 the consistency of the inconsistency is phenomenal. And by that I mean, well, you know every other game to date they're going to play a really good game and then they'll play a bad game. It's good game, bad game. Last year it was like a bunch of streaks of losing and then winning and then losing. This year it's just on and off and on and off. It is, it's super strange to witness. Obvious small sample size, but still it's been every other game. It really is. And, you know, covering Doug Armstrong for, what, 12 years now, 13 years, You know, I could probably write down a list of the top three or four things that he says and he talks about and he brings up a lot. And one of them is the peaks can't be as high and the valleys can't be as low. They can't be. And that's that's a famous phrase of of his. And that's what we're seeing here uh, with the way they've played. You know, opening night, Dallas, Stanley Cup contending team. Game goes to a 
a shootout, you know, lose to uh, Arizona, beat Pittsburgh, beat Calgary, lose the way he did against Vancouver. Uh, Craig Burby was asked this time yesterday. I asked him about the win-loss, win-loss, win-loss trend, and he said uh, you just got to bring that consistency, which, you know, it's really a, a non-answer, but he said we just have to keep pushing it in practice, pushing it in games, play predictable, you know, bring the same style. Uh, but then when asked, you know, why has it been an issue, he flat out said, good question, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you were, you brought up the point that certainly many would observe. Well, I mean, you want to talk Calgary and Vancouver. Vancouver's in a different class than Calgary, but at the same time, you saw some solid, in particular, defensive structure against the Stars to start things off, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, as well. So, you know, this isn't this isn't limited to their they're beating up the you know Vanderbilt, so to speak, of the NHL. I mean, they they. they played against some some quality op- opposition and played well. It's been, I mean, hell, one of their worst games was against the Arizona Coyotes. So it's it's not necessarily about who they're playing. And I'm, I'm really confused by it. Is there, a, let's look for this. Is there a constant when the games go off the rails that you can identify statistically or just observation? Yeah, well, I think teams are, are coming at them. And I think the teams are fast. Like we've seen Arizona, quick team. We've seen Seattle is a quick team. We saw Vancouver, you know, they can really skate. And by and large, for the most part, the Blues aren't a quick team. So I think once those teams get kind of humming, uh, they're really coming at them. You know, another thing, and this ties into what you're asking here is, you know, I thought that this would probably become an issue at, at some point is, okay, so you s- install the new defensive system and everybody's excited about the season starting and everybody's excited. Okay, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. We're going to get off to a good start. Craig Bruby said it himself yesterday. This is a hard way to play. It's a it's a mindset that you're playing defensively that you're going to pack it in and, and block these shots and defense first. And, you know, you're going to try to jump at opportunities and create offense, but it's not always going to be there. And what have we seen the first couple weeks of the season? You know, the, the, the scoring's down, the offense is down. Like these players, I wondered, you know, are they going to have fun playing this system? And yeah. heck, we're only, what are we in October? I mean, this is, this is a situation where, you know, these guys have to keep up this mindset and this attitude that they're going to go out and do this. And oh, by the way, maybe the offense isn't going to come and just keep doing it January, February. So, you know, I thought this might be an issue at some point, but it seems like here we are before even November and, and it's an issue. One of the things that stands out to me in the games that go off the rails is it looks like the opposing team is on the power play when they're not sustained yeah. pressure in the blue zone. And it's one of those things that uh, if you're scouting the blues, you go, let's just get the puck in the blue zone. And then we should be able to keep it in there until we get a really good score opportunity that isn't something I recall even when the Blues have had off seasons the teams have this kind of sustained pressure in their zone do you see that and if so what do you think causes it yeah for sure and I being honest here I can't uh, I don't recall um, ever like this year where three or four times this season I've looked at the TV at the bottom of the screen at the graphic just did I miss a power play like they're <laughs> on the power play now like this is what it looks like now I've never seen that um Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, we go back to something we've been talking about for the past three weeks is that I think that some of that was expected, that the other team was going to get that zone time and the other team was going to get um, those opportunities. But in talking to a couple of these players, you know, Robert Thomas the other day, uh, Jacob Vrana yesterday had a chat with him. Like, they all feel that, look, we need to turn this into offense. We need to do a better job of pouncing, being aggressive, jumping on pucks, you know, turning this thing over and getting – 
going the other way. Whereas to me, what I've been watching is what you're saying, just too much zone time for the other team. Looks like a power play. And do you see any Blues who are actively trying to jump up and, and break things up and try to get that transition that these guys are talking about? To me, it just seems like a team that's kind of on their heels and just waiting for the other team to make a mistake where it's an obvious turnover and you're back the other way. This is more of an abstract question, and you can speak to it being in the room as often as you are. Um, we have a texture from the 870 saying they've never replaced the leadership in the legs of uh, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and then even going back two years to Perron. Uh, and this team's forwards are just not very good. That certainly is opining on, you know, Cairo Thomas and, and whether or not we'll even see them continue to stay together on their line. But then also the leadership element. Of course, Braden Shen's wearing the C on a sweater. But uh, how would you respond to that? And if that's contributing to anything with regards to inconsistency? Yeah, the question's leadership. I'm not buying it. You know, I feel like uh, Braden Shen is a quality leader. Mo- a majority of Blues fans have been saying for a number of years that he's captain material. Right. And, and look, this is just, to me, what we have to do here is step back from the big picture. We have to step back and look at the big picture and say that this is a retool. I feel like there's a lot of evaluation that is based on this team being a contender, a playoff team. And and we have to realize what this really is. So we can't every time something goes wrong or it doesn't look good, say, you know, the leadership's not doing their job. How can the leadership walk into a room that isn't as talented as, as most rooms around the league and say, Hey, come on guys, I I get it. You can push guys to be better. And on some nights it's going to look good, but at some point it's a lack of talent or a talent that doesn't match up. Even if they're giving it their all and they're out there blocking these shots, it's not going to be a team that's going to be able to compete with some of these uh, teams that we consider Stanley Cup contenders. So to me, the leadership's fine. Um, That always comes up every time a team starts losing, but to me, it's not an issue right now. Uh, Final question, and we don't have much time. Uh, The Verona decision, discussion, where are things with that surprise level on your end? Uh, What do you think we'll see on Wednesday in Denver? Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. I uh, have a piece up at the Athletic with with his thoughts. He said message received. You know, he's looking to respond. Um, yesterday, he was on the third line in practice, so it looks like he might play Wednesday against Colorado. However, I'll give you this caveat: uh, Torpchenko did not practice yesterday. Lower body. They were going to keep him off for a couple days. You know, do they put Torpchenko back in that spot? And and Verana could be out. You know, it also depends, Tim. Do they go eleven seven? What are they doing yeah. with the with the lineup? So we'll see. But the bottom line is. I, I would think that Verona is going to be back in the lineup because Craig Bruby said, let's see the response from him. Uh, but that's not a guarantee right now. There he is. Jeremy Rutherford with us every Monday here on Balloon Party. JR, thank you so much. Thanks, Timmy. There he is. That's Jeremy Rutherford with us. And it's time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next for Jackson Burkett. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party driven by Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota.